You are listening to Justice for All, a podcast brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Each week, our experts provide insight on topics involving the law, entertainment, and sports. And now, without further ado, put your hands together for the host of Justice for All, Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. Well, let's just go with that because, you know, we are live and just recording. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is their defense any good? Is their defense any good? Yeah, their defense is good. Listen, this this team this team went 8 and 8 last year right. with famous Ken Jameis throwing 30 picks including what? I think he threw seven pick sixes. They, now bring in, they bring in Tom Brady. They've got the they've got the best receiving until well, man, strike that. Until the Cowboys got CD Lamb, I guess, but they have two of the best receivers in the league, right? They're bringing back Gronk They've got Brady, who can at least take care of the ball. They've got one of the best offensive coaches in the league, and they have a top ten defense. And they play in a division where, as long as they can, you know, split with New Orleans, who also has a forty-year-old, you know, quarterback. quarterback. And by the way, you know, what? Are the, I mean, maybe the Saints will do something about this. I was surprised. The, the, the Saints' biggest need to me seemed to be receiver, right? I really thought, like, who's – after Michael Thomas, who's the number two receiver on that team? They got a lot of short, speedy guys that don't do much, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they took the the, the center from uh, Michigan, um, who's a good player, but, I mean, he's an offensive lineman. And, and maybe you're going to see tonight New Orleans addresses their skill positions because – you know, Breeze isn't getting any younger. Yeah, you would think they would draft for the here and now, like every year, because yeah, of their quarterback. I mean, but you know, they, I, I don't know. I don't I mean any. I mean, they don't. I mean, they, they should be thinking here and now because if like Drew Breeze broke his ankle tomorrow and there's no Teddy Bridgewater to back him up, I mean, are they going with Taysom Hill? I mean, who is is he still well, a backup or did he go somewhere else? I bet you there's. I bet you there's a fair number of Saints fans that would want to go with Taysom Hill right now. Drew Brees quietly lost that playoff game. I mean, come on, let's let, let's everybody pump the brakes on Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. I mean, you know, the gap between those two could not be wider. And, I don't know. And, and to say that, like this dude, who is a wildcat guy, like deserves to step in and take over for a Hall of Famer right now. I don't know about that. It's kind of a stretch. I- I think I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be an unmitigated disaster this year. One hundred percent. Wow! Right but, back at you, Pierre. What do you mean? You think like you think like Brady, six and ten? Brady was not good last year. Um, thinking that he's going to go from uh, Belichick down to uh, Bruce, Arians. Bruce Arians, Temple, te- former Temple great, put Temple on the map. <laughs> And, and suddenly go back to, you know, Tom Brady from a few years ago. And Gronk has been out of the league for a year. He's slimmed down. He's much more nimble. 
Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's going to get bulked up magically with his special vitamins that he takes. Uh, that's what we need. More unsubstantiated rumor mongering by the well, Eagle fan. Pierre, Pierre, come up with a bet. I'll bet you anything that the that Bucks don't win that division. For those well, of you that don't know, Pierre is famous for making uh, what he calls phone bets. Uh, predictions on the future, much like a prognosticator, only mostly having to do with sports. And sometimes he makes good on them, sometimes he doesn't, but he has thousands of these bets. Um, well, with, wait a minute. You just, you just used the term unmitigated disaster, right? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. think you it think there'll be... Terrible. That would be 500 or worse, right? No, get out of here. You used the word Super Bowl. I said, I said, team to beat. Yeah, in the NFC, meaning they're going to the Super Bowl. Listen, they could go, they could go eleven and five and make the playoffs and still not win the division. I mean, New Orleans could go twelve and four. I'm not making that bet, but I mean, how about we do this? How about I say Tampa Bay wins at least ten games. I mean, that would be a fair over/under on that. I mean, or that—that that would be a fair, yeah, where to put the line. Either, right. but, you know, because they, you know, are they two games better with him in that division? I mean, that division suddenly stinks too. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Carolina lost its quarterback. Well, um, no, they got—they brought in uh, Bridgewater, remember? And they got Matt Rule, Temple coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested to see what that dude makes. You know, I mean. He has had a meteoric rise from one. I mean, he's one of those coaches that has been successful, and just as as soon as he gets success at one level, he immediately takes yeah. a step and goes. You know, uh, he's smart. I mean, he's smart. I mean, grab the brass ring while you can. I mean, he went in five years. He went from nowhere to making eight million a year as the Carolina head coach. He went to North. We went from <laughs> North Broad Street. I drive. I mean, they're not running the trains right now anymore. My train goes by their practice facility every day. I can assure you, it's not that impressive. I mean, it doesn't really. He went from North Broad Street to eight million dollars and like total control of the Panthers in like five years. And quietly, at, at Baylor, did he ever do anything at Baylor? I mean, no, I know not they had, really. They had I a mean, winning record, but I mean, they would they would be like. Six and two, and then they would go play Oklahoma, and Oklahoma would beat them by twenty five points, right? Yeah, but but them even getting to that point was yeah. much better than what they had been doing. Yeah, guys, well, oh, because what they had been doing before was raping people, and then the basketball team was murdering other people, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a low bar. So, do you want to do this where if it's ten and six, it's a push, and then over under it? No, the over under should be nine and a half, <laughs> and I'll take the over. I think they'll win 10 games. You said unmitigated disaster. I said team to beat. I don't think they're going to win 10 games, but you're. this is what you do. You you come out with something, and then you you scale it way back when it comes time. To your Wait a minute. You did the exact same thing. You said unmitigated disaster. If they go 9-7, and seven, you win the bet. 9-7 yeah. and seven is not an unmitigated disaster. For, for a team that went out and got Tom Brady and brought – Gronk back at ten million a year, nine and seven isn't a disaster. I think it's a disaster. I don't think it's a disaster. I think that's a fair bet. That I, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win at least ten games. 
I'm not going to say I'm not going to bet they're going to win 11. Nope. If you would check the Vegas over unders, nobody's even at 10 and a half, probably except for, you know, maybe San Francisco, I bet. Yeah. Um, you know, really quietly, I, the more I think about it, Pierre, I think they're going to go like 12 and four. I mean, <laughs> I mean think <laughs> about it. New Orleans. Breeze, everything rises and falls on him. He could he could break his ankle tomorrow, and he could or he could yeah. be ineffective. Carolina's in flux. Atlanta's in flux. Atlanta's oh, Atlanta Atlanta's flat out. Atlanta Atlanta stinks. Atlanta stinks. They're gonna yeah. Atlanta's a sub five hundred team. They're on a downward trajectory. They're one of those teams that like after the Super Bowl that just killed them. Right that that, that crippled that team forever. Matt Ryan's got one of those awful contracts they can't get out from under. And, they, I mean, they pay Ryan and Julio Jones so much money, right. and they're both on the decline, right? right? They're both, I mean, they're not on the, they're on the downside of their careers. So, that how team's much, going nowhere. Um, how much do you think uh, Brady, like, I don't know how many offers he had, but do you think he, like, looked at this offer and said, well, that division, I'm going to kill that division? Like, you know, with the team I have, because, you know, he's come from New England where I think one of the keys to his success is he's dominated his division. I don't think he had, I don't think he had a lot of choices. I think Tampa Bay wanted him. I think the Chargers wanted him. And he probably looked at that and was like, no, thanks. Because I don't think that that's a good situation. Well, they're playing in the high school stadium, the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, in front of nobody's, you know, they they don't even have a home game because every time the the stadium's filled with people from the other team. Right. I don't think the Patriots wanted him back. I don't think the Patriots even like made a competitive offer. Right. I think Belichick finally got his way and was like, you know what? I think Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady two years ago. And wanted to take Garoppolo. Oh, absolutely. He wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. So I think Belichick got his way. I don't think the Patriots are interested. So out of those, outside of those three teams, who was looking for a 42 year old Hall of Fame quarterback? You know, the argument you can make was the Colts, but they took Rivers. You know, the funny thing is, if Tom Brady, you know, it's really, it's really the cost of his position, right? Let's be honest. If if Tom Brady was perfectly happy to make seven million dollars a year, ten million dollars a year, twelve million dollars a year, instead of twenty five or thirty, you don't think like everybody like there wouldn't be double. I mean, I mean, I guess it goes without saying. You don't think like everybody would be lining up and wanting to sign him or put him on the team? But I guess I, yeah, I th- I think you would have probably eight to ten teams legitimately interested if Brady put the word out and said, "Listen, I'll play for I'll play for ten this year." Right? Why not? Man, why Hold wouldn't on. you? I'll make I'll make that bet that you want to make for lunch at the grill that uh, that they don't win ten games. It's going in the phone. Put it in the phone. It's official. <laughs> Tampa Bay nine and a half over under wins. I have the over for lunch at the grill with unlimited drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to be. Uh... He should have to be all pro or something for unlimited drinks. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I could be completely wrong. I could, I, I think it's a classic. I don't think there's an in-between. I either think everything clicks perfectly and Tampa Bay becomes a legitimate threat to win the NFC championship or the wheels completely fall off. Everything goes sideways and they go like 5-11. and 11, Well, right? I'll, I'll give you this. I mean, I think Arians is a really good offensive coach. And the guy, and 
famous Jameis threw 30, <laughs> 30 interceptions <laughs> last year. Yeah, but how many how many touchdowns did he throw? He was like uh, even. It was 30. like 50-50. It was like 30 and 30. Yeah. I mean, two the guy the was an interception receive, machine. Two of the best yeah. receivers in the league. Yeah. I mean, Brady's never had weapons like that in his career, right? That's true. That's true. Outside, outside of the one year with Randy Moss, and that was the only guy, he's never had two essentially all-pro receivers on his team. Yeah. Their their offensive line isn't great, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, that's why they that's why they drafted that guy in the first round yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot I don't know about that team, but they're now very interesting. You're right about that, Pierre. I don't know. All right. Well, you guys ready for the big quiz? Or uh, yes. Okay. You guys sure. Ready? All right. Let's yeah, do that. Let's go. All right, uh, Rich. If you've listened before, you know the uh, rules are very simple. This is my first time listening to this show. I know. Well, well, well you know, perhaps <laughs> maybe you could. Never being invited back. <laughs> you, don't be back. you won't be invited back unless you add at least 100 guaranteed <laughs> listeners. Right. You have to at least subscribe to the podcast. That's correct. That's correct. Be <laughs> one real one. Well, our Quizzo game is five questions, the famous five questions. The first four questions we will ask, you will write down your responses. You will not reveal them when I ask the questions until we go back and then we'll go through each one. All right. And then we'll tally up the points. Um, I sometimes work in bonus questions here. So I don't know how many total points there are there are on this quiz. I never do. <laughs> and then at the end. Usually it changes halfway through the quiz. <laughs> I've noticed that. If I sense one team, one person getting too far ahead, right. I have contingency plans. So anyway, question. This is, uh, and the theme of this question, uh, this quiz will be the NFL draft. Okay. NFL draft in honor of what we've been talking about today. Question number one, write down your, your responses. Rich versus Pierre. Question number one. In the 2011 NFL draft, 2011, in number, how many total quarterbacks were taken in the first round? How many in the first round? And as a bonus question, 10 points each for the total Name number them. reveal. Name them. Name those. So, so the answer isn't zero? It is not zero. <laughs> I will give you that. It is not zero. Because I was thinking, like, it's a trick question. Maybe the answer is zero. But yeah. not. Alex Trebek went yeah, through a lot of question writers before he got to this. So. Man, that's a tough one for me. Well, I mean, you got a chance. It's a, it's a number. Ago. It's a number greater than zero. It's the 2011 draft. These questions are not random. If you think sometimes you, uh, there may have coincide with things that have happened, you may at least be able to identify one of those people. We ask that you don't cheat because then this whole thing goes out the window. Falls apart. All right. Question number two. In 1995, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, 1995, I was a year out of college, I guess, yeah. 1995, the Cincinnati Bengals used the first overall selection on this former Penn State running back, passing over USC tackle Tony Baselli. Penn State running back, 
Yeah, what did Tony Vaselli ever do? He was <laughs> a uh, yeah. He was an All Decade team from the nineties. Uh, Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame for the Jaguars. He got, he got coronavirus too. Did he really? Yeah, he recovered from it. Oh, God bless him. Good for him. All right. Well, look. Question number three. Uh-huh. We're going back to 1976. Uh. In 1976, also the Cincinnati Bengals. I was drawn toward the Bengals with these. What is the Bengals trip? Well, I mean, they draft pretty high a lot of times. It says it says. Uh, what two-time Heisman Trophy winner fell to the Cincinnati Bengals at number twenty-four in the nineteen seventy-six NFL draft? So they drafted him. Yes, he was a two-time. Think about that—a two-time Heisman Trophy winner in college. That's fairly easy when you think about it. Okay. Right. Question number four. In 1985, the New York Jets, who needed a wide receiver, drafted Al Toon out of Wisconsin. I remember Al Toon. Mm-hmm. What superstar receiver did they pass up on who was picked at number 16 that year. But superstar, this was 1985, superstar receiver that the Jets passed over in order to pick Al Toon. All right. Everybody have their answers correct, <laughs> correctly? Uh, Not correct, written down? I have answers. You have answers, okay. I have answers, and I guarantee they are not correct. All right, well, let's dive right into it then, shall we? Back to question number one, 2011 NFL Draft. Rich, how many quarterbacks do you think were taken in the first round? Five. We were looking for four. The answer was four. Pierre had four. I had four. All right, now there's still points out there available for any of the ones that you can name, Pierre, can you name any of the four first-round picks? I have no idea. So the only two – I only came up with two because I heard this yesterday that they were in the same draft, and this is probably the wrong year. But uh, Russell Wilson and Nick Foles. No, that was a different draft. Yeah. The 2011 draft, number one overall. I, I, I have one guess. Go ahead. Who is that? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Was number one overall in 2011. So you get 10 points for that. The other three, you're going to laugh. <laughs> at, at eight, Tennessee took Jake Locker. Ugh, terrible. Out of Washington, awful pick. Jacksonville at number 10, two picks later, took Blaine Gabbert. Another awful pick. And Minnesota with the 12th pick took, how about that, Christian Ponder. Oh, he had the hot wife. Hot wife. <laughs> right, he did. That's, that's Samantha. That's, Samantha that's, Pond. Yeah, that's the most no- notable part of his NFL career. <laughs> that's on his Wikipedia page. All right, so if you got any of those, give yourself 10 points for any of those guys as well as the total, which was four. Number two, okay. Cincinnati Bengal. Selected first overall in 1995, Pierre, Penn State running uh-huh. back. 
I don't speak about him much, but you know I am a Penn State grad. I'm going to say Kijana Carter. That is correct. Kijana nice. Carter played with that Kerry Collins, Rich. Uh, yeah, I got that. I got that right. There you go. Kerry Collins, Kajana Carter. They won the they won the uh, Rose Bowl, beat Oregon. They had a really nice team, but they passed over um, Tony Baselli. Now Kajana Carter tore knee ligament, tore his knee ligament in a preseason game that year. Um, this is and I do remember this. And he was never really quite the same. Tony Baselli was a Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer, played for a couple different guys. He was number two. So number three now, also the Bengals. 1976, Rich, the two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Do you know who they took at number 24? I, I don't even have a guess for this. I hate to say it. From the Ohio well, State University. Yeah, I think you gave it away by saying two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Right. In which I mean, there's only one, and it's Archie Griffin. That's our, That's correct. Archie Griffin won the Heisman Trophy back-to-back. He was a three-time uh, led the Big Ten in rushing, um, and there he must, were, have had a, he, he must have had a zero of a pro career then, right? Yeah, he had. He ran for 625 yards and three touchdowns in his rookie year, but did not score again until 1980, <laughs> and he was out of the NFL by 1982. He played a short stint with the USL Jacksonville Bulls in 1985. And he was not, I guess he was not super highly touted because he was taken with the 24th pick, but there was like four guys taken in front of him, three guys taken in front of him. I think the scouts got that one right, huh? Maybe just like, yeah. mil- maybe like milkshakes and candy bars too much or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four. I was thinking of Rich um, when I wrote this because Rich is, as you know, a super fan for the Eagles. But at one time, he was also a super fan of another team in green, and that was none other than the New York Jets. And I was thinking of him when I thought about the 1985 draft. Yeah. And they took Al Toon passing up on this Hall of Famer. I didn't add that part, but he's a Hall of Famer. Mm. Rich, do you know who they passed up on? Is it Randy Moss? No, that's too. That's too old. That's, that's too. Yeah, yeah he's too, that's uh, too far back. Good guess, but too far back. Uh, Pierre, I have Jerry Rice. How about that, Gerald? Yes, Robinson Rice. I don't know what his middle name is. Jerry Rice is correct. Wow, that is uh, that's a big guy to miss. But where did Jerry Rice go to school? He went to some small school. Just, yeah, yeah. Like Central Arkansas or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Al Toon went to Wisconsin, and uh, he did not really have that great of a, of a career after that. He was okay. Yeah, I mean, he was all right. He played for a while, I remember yeah. him, but he wasn't yeah, Jerry not Rice. Fair. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a hard comparison, I mean. <laughs> all right, we're well, ready he's, for... He's the greatest receiver in NFL history. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You think he just curses himself? He's like, you know, I could have come out any other year, and I had to come out the year of the greatest receiver ever. Right. And get drafted ahead of him. Right. So and I'm always going to be an asterisk to this, to this guy. Right. right. Okay. So did anybody have uh, – what, what were everybody's totals? Did anybody have uh, perfect score? 20. I went four for four, so I have 40 points wow. until you start tweaking the rules. Well, I can – I can <laughs> Okay. 
All right. So you have the Pink Floyd question. What's that? (laughs) I was just joking. Go ahead. Okay. So Pierre has 40. Rich has how much? 20. Okay. This is going to be an exciting final quizzo. This is the first time I've ever been in the league going into final quizzo. I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually way behind and have to bet everything and hope the other guy gets something wrong. All right, hold on. Let me get it. Okay, here we go. Now, of course, you can bet, wager whatever you want for, for final quizzo, Rich, and just write it yep. down on your pad, and you'll reveal your wager along with your answer to this question. In 1989... This is an interesting little tidbit I found. Four out of the first five players selected were ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. At number two, the Green Bay Packers selected the other player from that group, meaning the non-Hall of Famer, an offensive tackle from Michigan State who was dubbed the best offensive line prospect Ever by Sports Illustrated. Name that prospect. Okay. Where's the music? Hold on, it's coming. soon until we get the cease and desist letter from the Jeopardy people. I think, I think once we get over 100 listeners, maybe somebody will finally take notice. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm playing like Dave Matthews next week on, on the thing. We're going to just start. We're just going to start going with it. You know, we're just going to. Co- copyrighted material, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Big deal. Come get me. I'm in a pandemic. I'm quarantined. We're all in quarantine. Courts are closed, genius. <laughs> yeah, you go file that. <laughs> You go get that equitable relief. Right. You go get that injunction in September. By then, we'll have 500 more podcasts in the can. See, it's good. It's good to introduce some legal talk into the. All right. Well, this has been a thrilling uh, quizzo and a wonderful time here with Rich. It's always fun to spend some time with guys, especially during the quarantine. And that's what we're, that's what this is all about. Now, Final quiz, 1989 will first go to Rich. Yes. Green Bay Packer offensive tackle from Michigan State, dubbed the best offensive line prospect ever. He did not turn out to be a Hall of Famer like the other people around him. Rich, who did? Uh, first of all, how much did you wager? I, I wagered all 20 points. I wagered all 20 points. This is a difference from us and other quiz shows is that we reveal the wager first. And then the answer. That way we can't be sued. <laughs> I got you. No. And now that everybody knows you've wagered everything, what was your answer? Now, this guy ended up having a good career with the Colts, if you remember. That's, that's not true, but go ahead. He did play for the Colts if it's the same person. Yeah. He played yeah. for the Colts. The, the incredible bulk 
Tony Mandarich. That is correct. Yeah. Tony Mandarich. He was later exposed to be a huge steroid user. <laughs> And the steroid use pumped up his, uh, obviously, his draft combine results, and people were wowed by him. They thought he was like, unbelievable. I remember that. I was, gosh, we were back in high school, or, yeah, back in high school. I remember that cover with his shirt yeah. off. I mean, he looked like a mountain. I mean, he looked he looked like the biggest guy you'd ever seen. And, of course, yep. he was uh, not a Hall of Famer. But what struck me even more about that draft was, and, Pierre, you'll like this. Who was number one that year? Uh, that would be Troy Aikman. How about right? that? Troy Russell Aikman. That's correct. Hall of Famer. Three-time Super Bowl winner. Number three, Barry Sanders. Wow. Number four, Jeez. Derek Thomas. And Ugh. at the fifth spot, how about that? Prime time. <laughs> what a draft. Deion Sanders. Jeez. Wow. I mean, Green Bay's going to look back at that and be like, Jesus Christ, did we fuck <laughs> We had we had a eighty percent chance of drafting a Hall of Famer, and we got the big bald fucking steroid guy. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least they didn't trade with their division rival to move up one spot, and then and then get you know it didn't make the wrong pick anyway. I mean, at least they didn't do that. At least they didn't take a five ten receiver at a TCU. <laughs> that would be embarrassing if they did that. That really would. Ten and a half. Uh, Pierre, by the way, did we, we did we didn't go to Pierre? Did we go to Pierre? Pierre, well, did you have Tony Mandarich? I have Tony Mandarich, and for ten points, because to be fair, that was honestly a very easy. Question. I figures that might be. Congratulations, Pierre! Wow. Thank you. Defending right, his title, back to back defending champion. He is officially streaking, streaking on Quizzo. Well done. Two consecutive weeks, and let's thank, uh, especially taking time out of his busy Friday. Let's be honest; he's not doing much. We're all sitting at home. That's why we're doing. <laughs> don't have a lot. We don't have a lot to do. <laughs> but it was really a pleasure speaking to Rich. Rich, thanks for joining us this afternoon on the it's show. It's a pleasure, Mike. Thank you so much. I uh, I hope that I get to do it again sometime. Well, we might we might be doing it again on Sunday night once we, you know if, if the Eagles keep drafting like this, we're going to have to do an emergency podcast. We might have to do <laughs> right. <laughs> we, that's true. We might have to do a, a podcast part two on the draft, and Spadaro does not answer my call, so that means <laughs> you are the preeminent Eagles expert that I know. I love him. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great uh, weekend. Have a good happy hour and uh, keep your spirits up. And uh, same time next week, right? Yeah. Everybody stay healthy and safe out there. Take care. See you guys. Right. Love you guys. All right. See you guys. See you. See you. All right. Signing off. During the quarantine, Jose Pistolas is offering a simple menu for a simple time. Go to josepistolas.com and check out the simple menu. Whether you are craving burritos, tacos, nachos, or beer, yes, beer, curbside pickup and delivery are available. Call Jose's today at 215-545-4101. Jose Pistolas, serving the community and satisfying cravings. That's 215 545 
4101. Justice for All has been brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Our attorneys are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call us today at 215-732-0460 or visit us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com.